0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now on the line is Abby Kay, guide for the Katal Institute of Jerusalem. Abby, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us and making the time to chat to us this afternoon.
1: pleasure, Mark. Not to speak to you
0: again. It's great to speak to you again, considering now we commemorated uh, Yom HaZikaron and uh, Yom HaZma'ut. Uh, and the dust is settling, you could say, uh, in a sense. I don't know. That's up to you. Give us the latest on the status of the Katal. <laughs>
1: So that's exactly, um, you, the way you put it is exactly correct. Yomaha Quran is really a tough day. Um, sure. it's a day where the country really has an outpouring of remembrance for all those that, you know, sacrifice so much ultimately with their lives to give us this amazing country that we have today. Um, you know, you go from one ceremony to the next. Um, I happen to go to the, uh, the cemetery called Haram Unuchot in Jerusalem, where our son is buried. Certainly. And it's just phenomenal to see the amount of people there. You just can't even, you know, try to put it into Google Maps or to ways to get there on time, because, you know, there's just throngs of people getting there. And then as the sun starts to set, the mood starts to change. And you go from the somber, serious, remembering mindset into something of celebration, and I heard it put very, very beautifully the other day, that if one goes up to Jerusalem, it's always described as going up to Jerusalem, even though on the way, as you get close to Jerusalem, on the main highway, on the one, the road dips down, and you end up going into a valley. But even that going down, even that descent, is part of the ascent to go up to Jerusalem, and we know that the pinnacle for us is the Harabite, is the is, the, is the, the mountain of Maria in in Jerusalem, where the two temples stood, and where, please God, we pray for the third temple to to be rebuilt. And the remember the, the remembrance of the last temple, and um, that was destroyed in the year 70, is the Western Wall, where Jews come to both mourn and to celebrate. So it's the incredible coming together. Mm-hmm. and the uh, event of going from the one to the other the cartel as you can imagine is just heaving with activity can imagine from military processions, um, different dignitaries coming a lot of pomp and ceremony a lot of official things happening but that's all good and well but what's really important is the individual Right. the families who travel mm-hmm. from all over the country mm-hmm. to come be there at that time of the transition from Yom HaZikaron to Yom HaZmut, to be there and to watch the transformation from morning to happiness, and the happiness is, comes out of the morning. So the one transitions into the other, and the Kotel is just the most ideal place for it to happen and for people to be there.
0: Abby, what have been your observations uh, this year in comparison to previous years regarding visitors from abroad? Uh, you've mentioned now that everybody, you know, came about came together in celebration from around the country. What about uh, those from uh, from the diaspora, uh, those or those visiting from overseas? Did you see anything notable this time this year?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There have been huge amounts of people coming in from overseas, a lot of them organized by different organizations, our own organization South Africa, Mizrahi, sent a delegation. We met with a delegation from Los Angeles in our home on Yom HaZekaron, and they came literally for four days just to be there to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Israel. And there's been a lot of doom and gloom, funny enough, written about the seventy fifth anniversary mm-hmm. because it's almost the third generation, you know. We can see in our own South African society. The first generation are immigrants, they come there, they're hardworking, they can barely speak the language, and they build they build empires literally with sweat and blood. The Certainly. second generation are the professionals, the lawyers, the doctors, the comfortable, the people who are part of society. And unfortunately, the third generation tend to be the entitled ones, where they don't know really what it means to have achieved what their parents and grandparents have achieved. But I don't think that will be the case here in Israel, simply because there's constant immigration, there's constant people coming in, um, and people who've given up so much to be here, and these days, not so much to be here, because Israel is a comfortable place to come to. Ultimately, it is a melting pot of society, of Jewish society around the world. So many people came here to show solidarity on this day, and more and more people are finding that the place they can call home is Israel, and their children are becoming totally integrated into society. So please go on. on the 75th year. We can look forward to many, many more years. But as we sing in our Mm -hmm. Tikva, our national anthem, as we say in our prayers going from Yom HaZikaron. zikaron that we're praying for the ultimate uh, redemption. We say this is the beginning of the redemption, and please God, the ultimate redemption should come where the truth should be known, like the waters cover the sea, it should be obvious, and the whole world should live in peace. And as we all know, the prophets say that the lion will lie lie down with Mm -hmm. the lamb and the bear with the sheep, excuse me if I've got the animals incorrect, (laughs) but the concept that there'll be no more war and we'll beat our swords into plowshares. I don't know how you turn an a, uh, a, uh, automatic rifle into a plowshare, but we'll worry about how that gets done at the time. And please, God, we should all just have a world of peace and serenity.
0: Encouraging what you've mentioned, Avi, with this influx of uh, visitors and, you know, the attention being paid to the Kotel and its meaning and its stature and you know its prominence that it's held over generations and the millennia for that matter. Something we've touched on before is the maintenance of the wall. Surely now this has impacted on it. What is the status of the wall right now?
1: It is spotless, pristine, as it always is. It is managed by the Kotel Institute in the most incredible way, tremendous sensitivity Mm -hmm. to the needs of people. If you stand back and you watch, it's almost like an ant hive. The way things move, the way the chairs get taken out, the chairs Mm -hmm. get put back, the way certain tables get put out in the morning and then they get collected in the afternoon. The constant cleaning, the constant washing, Mm -hmm. just to make sure that it is pristine for guests. I I know the toilets offered Cod Cope and, uh, (laughs) you know, there's, 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 at times there's a little bit of a challenge, but there's staff there all the time, and they really make sure that no matter when you come, it's not like coming, at, you know, after a concert an hour later and the place right. is trashed. Right. It always looks as if it's just been neatly washed.
0: The wall itself, uh, Avi, uh, as I've mentioned, the, the wall's been standing for millennia. Uh, what, what uh, precise maintenance is needed for that regarding its, uh, its structure?
1: So, um, not much. Um, one thing they've got to be careful of is when they take the notes out of the wall. Right. Which they do twice a year, once before paper. I was wondering
0: about that. Yeah.
1: Yes, and once before um, Rosh Hashanah. And where do they put the notes? The notes get buried on the Mount of Olives. So okay. Everybody's note gets buried. They don't get destroyed or discarded, God forbid. Your note is sacred and it gets buried on the Mount of Olives. And as an aside... It's notes from Jews, non-Jews, people of different words and beliefs, all going together and getting Mm -hmm. buried. So the wall itself doesn't need much maintenance. It just needs a little bit of care. Mm -hmm. And the wall itself is actually not washed down. It's left... I was um, wondering about that. There are Mm -hmm. times where there's, I don't know, a kid with sticky hands or or something unusual happens. They're very quick to come in and clean. Um, But besides that... um, you know, nothing happens. But Michael, maybe you can remind me for next week to discuss. People often see a water mark along the, the length of the wall. Yes, and they think that is the mark from people putting their hands there. Right. That's actually not the mark. That is the mark that in 1967 they right. dropped the level of the ground by a stone and a half. Okay. To create the feeling of more space. So when you look at it, it almost looks like it's a. Like a used book where where people are touching all the time. But that's not the reason for it. The reason for it is that that portion had been buried for 1,700 years and even not more. And then all of a sudden it got revealed. So they washed the soil away, but the the, 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 the markings are different.
0: Indeed, and I had
1: a. Yeah, we're running out of time, but we'll chat about it next week. Indeed, uh,
0: that sounds very interesting. I'll make a note with my producer, to that we broach the subject in more detail next week. That'll be next week, Thursday. Avi, thank you so much for joining us, giving us uh, an update on uh, the status of the cartel.